Welcome to the ReChoice Podcast. It's the ReChoice Pod, where you can listen again, choose wisely, and live joyfully. My name is Joe Pellerito. Today is our episode with Melanie Edmond discussing the word reinvent. Three steps to ReChoice. Name the experience. Choose a ReChoice word. Then describe how it changes your perspective. Read more at rechoicepod.com. But now, let's go to the show. Our guest and I have a few things in common. One, we both work on the same team, helping schools grow with the Capturing Kids Hearts process. Two, we both live near the West Coast. Kind of, right? Mel's in California. (laughs) I'm in Michigan. And three, we both have a twin brother east of us. Mel's twin is in Maryland, I believe, and mine is in New York. It's one of the reasons I call her my twin sister. One of our mutual friends, Monica, when describing our guest, uses the words authenticity, truth, vulnerability, and quiet strength. It is my pleasure to introduce to our audience from sunny California, Ms. Melody Edmond. All I have to say is California love. Yeah. Hey, twin brother. <laughs> now I see why they call you Musical Melanie. Yes, yes, yes. It's just in my head all the time. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me. I know we are, at the time of this recording, we are right into prime time training season for us. Yes. Um, in yes, fact, we yes. just saw each other this week, didn't we? And, and, uh, that was, yes. a, that was really a gift. So thanks for taking a moment on the weekend to, to do this show. My pleasure, my brother. My pleasure. Well, you know, uh, we, st- we like to start our trainings, but we also like to start even this conversation. Would tell me something good. So, and just for you, yes. since you're so musical, are you ready? Uh huh. Here we go. Tell me something good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what is something good going on in Melanie Edmonds' oh, world? My goodness, I have lots of things going on. So I have this. It's hard for me to pick one, but one is I just came back from a, ve- a family vacation with my twin brother and his wife Victoria, and my niece Sarah and her friend. And we took a road trip. So this has been on my bucket list for all my life is to ride an RV, take a road trip, stay at, you know, at uh, camps, you know, across the country or wow. throughout the ride. So we went, drove from Maryland, uh, where my brother lives, to Connecticut, then to Boston. We went to Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, and then we ended in Maine and had some fantastic lobster. It was so fantastic. It was just a great adventure, uh, stopping at uh, campsites and staying there, roasting, you know, marshmallows and s'mores and visiting places. It truly was, oh man, just a memorable experience. You and I didn't talk about this, but my, you know, my wife has family out in New New Hampshire. Is how we say it, oh. right? <laughs> Boston, New Hampshire. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you got to really hang around New England on the other side of the country, yes. right? The other coast. Yes, exactly. We had some lobster, mm-hmm. as they say it. <laughs> it. It really is fantastic out there, and I oh, it was I can't so wait beautiful. To go back. 
Yeah, you know, my good thing is, well, I'm just going to reflect on this week that I got to be with you. We we had six, yes. six people, and we really got to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rare, but we usually, Melanie and I, were solo, right? We usually yes. do our own trainings by ourselves, but we mm-hmm. each had a colleague with us. Yes. And in some ways, it's it can be harder because there's just more to keep track of in some ways, but mm-hmm. but then... Once you're started, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad this person's here. And it, it just really enriches the experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was great. I mean, um, just to, like you said, learn and grow from one another, you know, the team tag, you know, to be collaborating with one other person, you know, to make a huge impact, you know, as we do. It truly was. It was memorable. And to hang out with you, Joe and Joy and mm-hmm. Molly and Melissa and Monica, man, it was fabulous. It's the JNM show. It's one of those show. special moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. The J- JNM show. <laughs> and I, I definitely picked up some things from Molly that I'm going to use at my next training. And one of the wow. things she said was, if you're feeling a little uncomfortable right now, you're probably growing. Oh, wow. That's powerful. (laughs) That's powerful. That's a great message to a group. Yeah. All right. Passing it on. Next, next, I'm taking it too. Well, guess what? (laughs) I got a quiz for you. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So you have no idea what I'm about to say, but I think we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Together, right? Yes. Wait until I get to the end of the question and then give us the answer. So here we go. Question number one, the blank was formed in 1979, even though many of these teams did not exist at the time. This talent was a way to up the entertainment at an NBA game. This squad typically performs about 30 routines over the course of a season, but they are not your typical dance team, as former member of this team, Paula Abdul, could attest. It takes a lot of skill to show up for showtime. Who are we talking about? The Laker girls. The Laker girls. Ooh, the Laker girls. Yes. All right. So why am I asking about the Laker girls? Well, well, I guess I will <laughs> tell you that I tried out for the Laker girls long, long, long time ago. Uh, it was a great experience. It was just an aspiration of mine, uh, you know, uh, to dance in, in uh, high school. And I, I was really proud of myself. I mean, I got up to the final round, mm-hmm. you know, before I was cut, you know, but just to have the experience. And I and, and uh, Paula Abdul, she did the choreography and she was, you know, part of the team, you know, that judged all the all the young I ladies. I stuff. actually so didn't know that. I did not yeah. know Paula Abdul was there judging. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was the choreographer. Yeah. Hey, uh, back to uh, what Molly said. If you're getting uncomfortable, you're probably growing. Um, <laughs> I know. I didn't know that before, and I, I bet a lot of people just learned something new about you, Melanie. Yeah, because very few people know that. Probably just my immediate family. <laughs> well, thanks for revealing all of that to the whole world. So, uh, uh, yes. All right. So, all right. Fine. Since you did that, I'll reveal something that okay. that I'm a little embarrassed by. I had a big crush growing up on Paula Abdul. <laughs> you did. My Isn't that girl. interesting? <laughs> wow. Okay. So you that's you were really interested when I mentioned that. It's like, I oh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's cutie pie. Yeah. I understand why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just leave that there. But you know what? I (laughs) Do you know another fun fact, too, is that, you know, there was a buildup before you even tried out. I understand at your junior college, right? You were a part of a 
a sign language dance team. Yes, yes, so, yes. So, yeah, well, I was, um, I got my AA degree in sign language interpreting. So I was really, you know, um, engrossed into the deaf community just to learn uh, as much as I could about the community that I wanted to serve as an interpreter. So um, there was this on campus, it was a, it was a sign language group that, performed um, across the city. We performed at elementary schools. Uh, we performed at the, I remember we, um, we performed at Saddleback College, wow. did a performance, you know, to music with choreography and the signs, you know, we transformed the, the words into sign language and even for companies, you know, that would hire us to do some entertainment. So it was really a great experience, you know, and, and uh, educating uh, people about deafness and about sign language and just the beauty of the language itself. It was a great experience. We had a lot of fun. That's way cool, Melanie. So yeah. now, in fact, the, uh, did you know I know just a little sign language? Not a lot. I took it. In, mm. I took it in junior high. Okay. So next time we're together, I'll, I'll show you the best I got. But I don't think it. I'm okay. sure you got a lot more than me, <laughs> and I won't do it as as quite as eloquently uh, to music as you could probably. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it makes it really easier doing it to music. So I don't even know if eloquent is the right word. I have no idea. <laughs> Elegant, eloquent, whatever. All right. Question two. Question two. Okay. Okay. Established 60 years ago, that's six zero. blank is the second largest public school system in the United States. This year, they served approximately 664,774 students. Wow. That is like, what, approaching three quarters of a million. Not quite there, but close. Yeah, where, yeah. Where are we talking? Man, LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District. I was a product. I was a student at LAUSD and an educator in LAUSD. Yes. Second largest uh, district. Huge. How long were you with LA Unified? Well, you know what? Well, if you if you start if you start when I was in kindergarten, uh, (laughs) I can't give you that number. I can't give you that number on the on the podcast. We'll say decades. Decades, okay, yeah, three decades, three decades ish, at least, okay, at minimum, okay. <laughs> as far as as far as um, actually teaching and educating, I would say, I think it was like thirty three years as as far as um, yeah, in education um, formally, yeah. So I imagine <laughs> when you started working with capturing kids' hearts and you're traveling to a lot of other schools and you're like, wow, yeah. there's different ways of doing things, right? Yeah, and, and they look different yes. too, but. What is one or two things that you just really appreciated from that experience of being at LA Unified? Well, I think it's just being in a huge district and seeing the effort, the great effort that was made to try to meet the needs of the school communities, you know, as large as it was, I think that was a great benefit. And, you know, even in our small community that we were able to do the best that we can. Of course, we know there's still inequities and things like that, but um, just the effort that the district made to try to make it as small as possible to meet the needs of the communities, I think was a great experience. And then also just, you know, growing up in the district, you know, as a student and seeing, you know, that process as an adult, you know, professionally um, as a teacher assistant and as a teacher and assistant principal and principal was really, uh, really cool to just go through that whole process in the same district. Yeah. I, I feel like in some ways now as an outsider, right. Going into LA Unified for the first few times for me, mm-hmm. I just, I, I do feel like in some ways like LA Unified is at the forefront of trying to 
figure out the next best way to meet needs. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And we, we addressed a lot of issues, you know, and concerns, you know, in the district. Um, just the quality of, of training and awareness that I gained as far as cultural relevancy and, exactly. and addressing trauma and social emotional learning. My first experience of social emotional learning was as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, in LAUSD. And that was, man, over 20 years ago, when we started talking about that. We'll go to question three now. And okay. this is another school, blank, is ranked among the best universities in the world. They're athletic, having 119 NCAA team championships, 129 national championships. And speaking of the Olympics right now, they have alumni students, coaches, and staff who have won 251 Olympic medals. 126 wow. of them were gold. Maybe another one this summer because... They have had at least one gold every Olympics since 1932 from this Hmm. university. They're also academic, enrolling about 31,500 undergrad and 12,800 grad students just last year. Wow. Um, In their history, they've produced 25 Nobel laureates and much more. One more clue, last clue. While many universities, at least around me, are known by three letters, like MSU, WMU, FSU, mm-hmm. this, this Pac-12 school goes by four letters. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it. Yeah, you know what? I would hope that it would be my alma mater, which is CSUN, four letters, okay? Uh-huh. Um but we didn't have that many acclimates. Um, so I would say <laughs> this is probably the school that my daughter, Maya, graduated from this uh, June with her master's degree. So I would say that it was UCLA. Yeah, Maya. Yay! Yeah, Maya. Woo-hoo! All right. So, yes, I remember Woo-hoo! seeing that on social media. She got her <laughs> Bruins graduate degree. Yes. What, yes, what yes. did she uh, what did she study? Uh, library informational services. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Is she, yeah, is she pretty musical too? Yes, she is. She's yeah. music. She's into music. She DJs, she models, she produces, uh, interactive film festivals. I mean, she's just a Renaissance girl. That's a great way to put yeah. it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I actually read a couple YouTube comments on one of her recent videos. Um, really? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. In fact, uh, and, I would love to, you know, in the show notes, put a link to her music. Oh, my goodness. But here's what the YouTube comments said. I feel this in my bones, and this whole thing is cosmic fire. How about that? Wow. I I hope somebody tells me that I'm cosmic fire at some point in my life. (laughs) Cosmic (laughs) fire. That is her. That is her. Wow. That is so cool. You also so you also cool. have Miles, right? Um, so yes. Maya uh-huh. and Miles, and just one fun fact about Miles. Ooh, fun fact about Miles. He's handsome, uh, you know. But that's, that's 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 just a given. That's just a given. Um, but Miles, um, when he was in middle school, uh, he was on a flag football team at his park. Uh-huh. And his flag football team won the championship here in California, and they brought them all the way to Florida for wow. a major, you know, like nationwide flag football team, you know, championship. And they got pretty far <laughs> wow. uh, in that. And he he really did some great stuff in that, you know, 
he was all in uh 100% in that whole process but it was a it was a great experience for all of us to go together as a family with him to Florida which yeah um, back then when you're a middle school student that's like unreal right oh and, it is and i don't care what sport it is if it's california and yeah. you you were you know you're the champion at for the, <laughs> you know flag football get to travel that's a big deal I love that. Yeah, yeah. And we stayed we stayed at um at Disney World. Yes, in Orlando. So they set up the camp at Di- yeah, in Orlando. So that was a ex- great experience for all the kids. That's so cool. All right. Mm-hmm. We're at the point in the show now where we're going to go ahead and announce your rechoice word. So here we go. Yes. Melanie right. Melanie Edmond, what is your rechoice word? My rechoice word is reinvent. Okay, so you had a lot of choices you could have picked. Let's just first define why reinvent means something. You know, when I think about just us in life and, and, and from my life experience, and when I think about reinventing, I think about, you know, the experiences in my life where I've had to reinvent myself. And what I love about reinventing, it means that we're always growing. We're always changing. We always have opportunity to grow and to be our best selves. So if I'm thinking of reinventing when those challenges come or when struggles come or changes, you know, happen in our lives, you know, we know I can see that this is part of my process and this is another opportunity for me to reinvent myself, to be another version or a better version of myself. So that's what I love about that word. Yeah. In the, uh, the survey that you filled out one statement and and maybe you were just typing away, but you put, we are not stagnant, right? Yes. And yes. do you know what it made me think of was, you know, what happens to water when it just sits there? Mm, yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So now I, I guess uh, when you said when those challenges come my way, or even if they're not challenges, maybe there's just a, there's a moment where yeah. you just recognize time to move. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about one or two of those. Um, okay. What's one that you're thinking of right now? Well, I think the uh, one for me uh, that's been, all of them have been impactful was when my mom passed away in 2012. Um, and prior to that, she had a stroke about five years prior to that. And so my role was really at that point in time was to be her caregiver and to be there with her and for her. And for all of those years, that's what I was, you know, and that's what I did. And when my mom passed away, you know, it's like, okay, that part of my life is no longer, you know, I've been, a, I've been a, a daughter, I've been a caregiver, you know, I've been an advocate for her, you know, and, and, um, and the convalescent homes, you know, and, um, then all of a sudden that stopped. And for me, that was a point in time when I had to reinvent myself. I'm no longer any of those things. So my identity, my routines, my sense of purpose, I had to adjust and adapt those, you know, so that I can, I can keep going. So I'm guessing then it was about five years there that you were serving uh, in that capacity, right? Yes. That's, you know, that's 60 months. When you put it yeah. that way, it's like that, that's many, many days. Yeah. Um, what are you thankful for? Um, oh my goodness. Years? Yes. I'm thankful for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that opportunity to serve her, to, um, to advocate for her, to, 
um, care for her. I am so very thankful for that opportunity to give her all the things that she gave me, you know, as she raised us and loved us and cared for us. Uh, it truly was, um, was an honor to be able to do and be that for her. Yeah. I see you it know, as a, and give her what she gave me. Exactly. Like a, a give back. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't easy. Um, no, and I'm sure it wasn't easy, but to be able to look back and go, I'm, I'm glad I, I walked with her. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I have, you know, peace with and knowing that I did have those moments and I had that time and, and knew that I was my, the best daughter that I could be for her at that time. Yeah. You know, and for that time being. So that's what gives me peace in the midst of when I miss her and, you know, all of that. It just gives me that peace. But that was a moment when I had to, you know, stop. It's like, okay, we would go and visit her every Sunday. Now, what do I do on Sundays? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, holidays, we go pick up mom and take her wherever we're going. You know, now I'm not doing that, you know, and going to visit her on a weekly basis and check in and calling, making sure that she's okay. You know, not doing those things anymore. That's a moment in time when I had to reinvent myself and say, okay, I'm not this anymore. What else can, can I be or who else can I be? When when you think of your mom, what what's one word you think of? Love, unconditional love. Yeah, that was my mom. My brother and I knew that she loved us with all her heart, all her mind, body, and soul. That's that's really incredible. And now, mm-hmm. so that's as a daughter. How about as a mom? As a mom, what has reinventing oh. me? <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, my kids are twenty seven and twenty five. <laughs> When my kids moved away from home, you know, the, the, what I was looking for all my, all their lives, you know, I'm looking for this moment. Yes. When they leave home <laughs> and then they do. And then it's like, okay, I'm That's, here by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, the in, empty nester, you know, syndrome or whatever yeah. they call it. It was just like, wow, being mom and you know, you, you're that 24 seven. And now. You know, that role is, is been adjusted and adapted in, in such a great way. It's not on a daily basis. It's not continuous. And really, that was a time when I had to, and I'm still working on it, reinventing mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. you know, and identify who am I, Melanie, you know, the person, the individual, and not just primarily the mom. Yeah, not just so your that's role. Been a, yeah. mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, that's a work in progress, and we're working on that. <laughs> but, but, and that's that's also one thing I love about you is that you definitely establish that. It's funny to use the word establish. You establish <laughs> that you're a work in progress. So, yes, uh, absolutely. It's important. Yeah, so we heard about your mom and then as a mom, and then yeah. you, you're saying today, who, what, who is Melanie? So I, I guess mm-hmm. I just wonder, you know, 2021 – what does reinvention look like? Oh, my goodness. It's finding hobbies. It's finding things that I like, you mm-hmm. know, and, and actually pursuing them and finding, you know, ways to learn those those tools, you know, that mm-hmm. I w- wanted to learn, like crocheting, taking up crocheting and watercolor painting. And um, I was taking singing classes before, you know, the, really? the pandemic, you know, because I love music. But, you know, I can't carry a tune. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Okay. (laughs) I wish you were here. My wife would love to have you as a vocal student. 
She, oh, she does that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would be wonderful. So it's just finding out things that I put on hold, you know, things that, Hey, I would like to do this. I'd like to do that. And so now I'm, I'm looking into finding, um, like I want to take some uh, salsa dancing classes, oh, you know, nice. I've always wanted to do that, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just, you know, finding out those uh, things that I've always wanted to do and just never had the time to do it, creating, you know, just a new version of myself with those experiences and um, being intentional to to make those things happen and to have those experiences. Yeah. In the survey, too, after we are not stagnant, you say we're always changing, growing, mm-hmm. adapting, adjusting, yes, reconciling, rebuilding, evolving, and forgiving. Those are yes. powerful words. And yes. it, it says we are always, right? But Always. Yeah. I bet there are some that say no, no to those things. <laughs> yeah. And I have in the past, you know, <laughs> exactly. I have in the past to some of those, you know, but uh-huh. uh, part of reinventing is, you know, looking to see how I could be better. Saying yes to some things that, that I've said no to in the past. What's one thing you just thought of when he said the word yes? Adapting. That was, you know, that's always hard to do is to adapt. And being excited about it instead of grieving it, you know, or, um, but just saying, Hey, this is opportunity for me to adapt, to adjust and to grow into the change, you know, and to be a better version of myself. And I know, you know, um, our audience is not all people from Capturing Kids Hearts, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Capturing Kids Hearts has really helped me to go that route into that direction and to be open to adapting and adjusting and, and growing. I think of a lot of our listeners here, and a lot of them probably are educators, but I, they're really all across the board. This mm-hmm. has, the last 15 months have definitely been a time of adapting and reinvention, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, it can be if we choose, yeah. it, choose to have if it. If we choose it. And I, if I'm, we choose to I'm have glad it. you said the word grieve though, a second there too, that, that there is a place for that. For sure. Yes. But then yes. how long do I want to stay? Yeah, and that's the question is how long do we? Um, and I don't know if there is a timeline for that. Everyone's timeline is different. Yeah. You know, but it's like, what do we do with that grieving? And the hardest part, I think, is embracing the grieving because we, uh, most of the time, we want to avoid it because it's painful, it's hurtful. But I'm learning to embrace the grieving because that's part of the renewing, that's part of the mm-hmm. reinventing is going through that process and knowing that that's, that's normal. And that is part of the process of life, you know, is that grieving? It's part of healing. Part of healing. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Part of healing. What's that saying? You can't, can't heal it until you feel it. And so that once you've done it, that, that acknowledgement that happens first and then adapting, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, exactly. Is, is there anything else you think of when you think of the word reinvent? I just think, um, I think it's just something that we do all our whole lifetime and there's always going to be opportunities to reinvent ourselves because, you know, life is full of adventures and full of changes. And with each of those changes, whether it's, if it's in our relationships or if it's in our jobs or if it's in our family, um, you know, components of our family, you know, whatever it might be in our job, professional uh, situations, we always have opportunities to reinvent ourselves because things change. 
that means we change. So when we're open to that, you know, we open our, we open ourselves to the possibilities of so many that we can experience and that we can enjoy when we do that. One one of the words you just said that that is really actually a, a core word for me is the word adventure. And mm. so I want to let's try this game. I'm, I am literally just making this up on the spot here, but we're going to okay. try it. You and I okay. are going to go back and forth about one adventure that you would like to have, sort of like a, a bucket list in a way. Cause I just, okay. you know, we just heard some really cool adventures that you've been on recently. Lob- mm-hmm. Lobster in Maine, for example. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yum, an yum. adventure <laughs> that if, if you're just comfortable, you won't, you won't do until you get out there and do it. So whether mm-hmm. it's, wh- whether it's travel, whether it's anything else skill based, let's just kind of go back and forth. Does that sound good? Okay. Sounds great. So I'm going to start with, um, the, the real typical one, but it's true. And that's skydiving for me. I'd love to do that. Mm, so that's okay. one. How about you? Okay. Uh, scuba diving in Maui. Oh, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should talk to Jeff Thorpe about scuba diving. Yeah. But you know what? Before I go scuba diving, I think I'm going to do snorkeling first. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> smart. So snorkel and scuba diving. All right. My next one would be cliff diving, which Ooh. I've done just a, a little bit of, but it wasn't very high. So I'd, I'd actually like to give it a go. Mm, okay, good. That sounds like, um, sounds great. I would say zip lining. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, um, zipline. I have traveled a lot in this country, but I have not been overseas. So I think mm. I'd like to go to Italy and specifically oh. Sicily, where a lot, oh, a lot of the Peloritos are from. Wow. Yeah, that would be very great. That would be great. My adventure would be to, oh my God, this is a lofty one, just to visit all the origins of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be, from what my knowledge, that would be um, Nigeria, that would be um, Ireland, that would be, I think those are the two main, Nigeria and Ireland. Uh, there's some other, smaller from my DNA, um, but all of those different places, mm-hmm. I would love to go visit them and learn as much as I can about that area, that culture. The, another place I would like to visit is Victoria Falls in South Africa. Um, I have a friend of mine who just returned from there and I've seen a movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now where Victoria Falls is in the background and it just looks incredible. Mm. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, sounds like a wonderful place. Okay. So next one would be, I'd like to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've all seen those pictures of the huts, you know, in the water. I think that's Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. Well, you like you want three dimensional. What what else? Yeah, I like it. Let's each do two more. Let's see. I'll okay. uh, when I think adventure, man, I'm all over the place. But have, have you ever seen a kite border? A what? A kite border? Where? No. So imagine you're flying a kite, but you're on skis, like you're on water. What? You're like on a water surfboard kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a surfboard, but it's like a wakeboard, and you're going back and forth and letting the wind take you. And mm-hmm. occasionally you are jumping off of a wave while holding onto the kite and flipping around and stuff. That, wow. That just looks incredible to me. That looks like a lot of fun too. You know, yes, we do get waves out here in, in Lake Michigan, Melanie. Do you? Yeah, it's really? probably not like the Los Angeles waves, but 
that they can get pretty big. Uh, well, you know, one thing I would love to do is to learn how to surf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a buddy near you that could probably show you. That's right. Shane, <laughs> Shane Nademan. He's the man. Yes. He's, uh, yes. he's taken me out. Yes. All right. We'll do oh, he a- has. Yes, wow. He has. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I took a cooking class together a few years ago and we only did it for one night. It was like an event where you cook it and eat it and all of that. And it was so much fun. So, I would like to do that instead of a one night only, mm-hmm. <laughs> more of a, a class or something with her. I think yeah. Because be, I'm not the best cook, but I, I, I could learn for sure. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, when you do, send me some pictures. Okay. Let me see what it looks I like. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next one, I would say air balloon. I would like to go on an air balloon Ooh, ride. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll go with you on that. I, yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. California wine country, you know. Oh, my God. That would be so beautiful. Is that a pretty regular thing out there? Yeah, they do. I think they have air balloon, air balloon big events or something like that, certain times of the year. I would love to go go there and um, experience that. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Going. Yeah. Thanks for playing. I just, on the fly, thought we'd give it a try. That was really, actually, really cool. And, yeah, and you know it fits in with with the word reinventing ourselves. You know, for me, that's be reinventing some courage right there. We're about to conclude the episode, but I just want to give you one last shot. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience? Well, you know, I just want to say thank you for just listening. Uh, thank you, you know, Joe, for inviting me. You know, on the show, I think many times we feel like our stories. And even, you know, in a topic of our word that is meaningful to us may not, you know, be important to have an impact. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you inviting me and, and sharing my word. And I hope that it will be something that everyone can be in agreement with or be inspired by or, you know, just be appreciative to hear. I think it's very relevant today. And <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, I yeah. I have some final words here. And. I just want you to sit back and hear them. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank Um, you. This comes from a new friend, a new friend named Monica. Okay. (laughs) Yes. She says, one of my favorite quotes is people come into your life for a reason, a season and a lifetime. Although we only met a short time ago, Melanie and I immediately connected. And I have no doubt that the bond Melanie and I share has created a sisterhood that will last a lifetime. As a result of our interactions together, it's become crystal clear to me that Melanie's passion and dedication towards providing support and guidance to people is remarkable. From our conversations, I've learned that she's the type of mother and lifelong educator who understands the nature of allowing people, both youth and adults, to stand in their truth while supporting them as they work towards to becoming more reflective and impactful with those they come in contact with. Wow. Wow. That? That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I feel so grateful. I feel so honored to, to, to hear that. Oh, wow. Well, Mel, that there, there's actually me. much more to that affirmation, but I'm going to, wow. I'm going to send you the rest. Okay. I'll Thank send you, it to you so in an very email. much. And, yes. uh, but now I want to also, uh, share my own words and that's that you really inspire me for how you stand for your truth. 
Um, wow. Our colleague, Jason McCowan and I, we were uh, mm-hmm. recently talking about the concept of quiet confidence and mm-hmm. you display that there's a confidence in knowing that we're still stepping forward. Wow. It's not that fake confidence. It's the, the real confidence. And you acknowledge you, you name your truth from where you're at instead of pretending. And that makes you real. That's your superpower. Thank you, Thank you for empowering people wow. and, and loving them where they're at and allowing space yeah. for them to take their own steps. Melanie. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for those kind, wonderful words. Means so much to me. Thank you, Joe, my brother, my twin brother. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Jason. I truly, truly appreciate those kind words. All right. See you later, twin so sister. And thank All right. You. I'm twin brother. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye bye. For all things podcast related, head over to rechoicepod.com to see all of our guests and show notes. Check out our merch, give us some feedback, or pick your own Rechoice word. I can't thank our patrons enough, both our monthly supporters on Patreon and those of you who contribute through buymeacoffee.com. You're helping cover the costs of the show. That means equipment, hosting, website fees, this microphone, and more. It's also a motivational high five. We have a lot of great shows in the hopper. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player, and you can follow us on Facebook. They say that experience is the best teacher, but if you can take the advice, the tuition is cheaper. Perhaps you know someone with a story to tell. Perhaps that person is you. Danny Pellerito produced our music, and listeners, thank you for stopping by. Reframe your past, renew your present, and reclaim your future because after all, it's always a choice. Take care and see you next time.